We all know that when we look good, we feel good, right? Welcome back to another episode of the Mental Health Break Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Holly Chase, a style coach who will talk to us about using fashion and improving our personal style to boost our mental health. Hi, I'm Dr. Nafisa Sikandri, a licensed clinical psychologist specializing in anxiety-based disorders. I created the Mental Health Break podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you prioritize your mental health. Mental illness can cost you time and money. Ignoring your symptoms will only make the problems worse. Taking time out of your busy day to dedicate to improving your mental health can lead to long-term health and wellness. In this podcast, each week you'll learn tips, tricks, and proven strategies to help you regain control of your life, all while prioritizing your mental health. If you want to improve your life, regain control of your mental health, and feel empowered, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by the Transforming Anxiety Course, an online self-paced anxiety course to help you manage and control your anxiety from the comfort, privacy, and convenience of your own home. Learn how to transform your anxiety in just six short weeks. Course registration is now open. To learn more, visit transforminganxiety.com course. I am so excited to talk to Holly Chase today about improving our physical appearance in order to improve our mental health and overall mood. Let me introduce her briefly before I bring her on. Holly Chase is a consultant helping you build and keep the wardrobe you want. She helps you keep what's working, fix what's broken, and align what's out of whack. From the hundreds of conversations she's had about clothes and clothing, she knows there's no universally perfect style solution, but there is a perfect solution for you. So hi, Holly. Thank you so much for joining us and being a part of this discussion about improving your style to improve your mood. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I just briefly shared a little bit about your background and your bio, but can you tell me a little bit more about um, how your background as a stylist and how you help people feel better about themselves by improving their style? Yeah, absolutely. So I got started in clothing as a costume designer. And what I one of the things I loved about it is how transformative costumes can be. Um, so when you watch an actor get into costume for the first time, often something about the character clicks in a way that it just hadn't been previously. And I realized pretty early in my career that I didn't want to do costume design for the entirety of my career. And at that point, I realized I really liked helping individuals also have that transformative experience, which is how I got into styling for individuals. And it kind of grew and pivoted from there. Wow, that's so interesting. Um, how important would you say, since you've seen actors transform, how important would you say fashion and style is for our mental health? And what role has uh, the pandemic played in our mental health when it comes to style and fashion? Because uh, most people have been walking around in pajamas for months now. And how can improving their style help them feel better uh, and feel more motivated? When you get into a really good garment that like feels like you and you just there's that thing that clicks and you know it when you feel it. Like I always say that you can feel a quality garment. You don't have to know what to look for. You just have to put it on and pay attention to how your body feels in it. And when we take the time to dress intentionally in the morning, we can carry that with us through our entire day. And it's a way of mirroring back to ourselves how we want to feel kind of if you think about how many times you catch a glimpse of yourself or your reflection 
in a mirror or in like this uh, window or even like a car rear view mirror situation, we get information about how we feel and what we look like all of the time. And when we take control of that narrative, we have the opportunity to shape it. So, so when I was going to school, I had to, I couldn't be one of those students that rolled out of bed and went to school in pajama mm-hmm. or my, not pajamas, mm-hmm. but my sweatpants. I had to get dressed for the class just so I can be able to function and be more productive. How can, like I said, people that have been struggling with the pandemic or uh, just being at home and wearing their pajamas all this time, how can they be more motivated and change their mindset just through by changing their clothes? Yeah, there's kind of two ways you can go with this. You can either, if you are working from home and you aren't feeling your best and you are living in pajamas and you don't like living in pajamas, you just kind of slid into it and it's not making you feel great, is to go through your morning routine. Maybe it's a more pared back morning routine. So maybe you don't do an entire phase of makeup. Maybe you stay in more comfortable shoes or you stay barefoot or you kind of dress down a little bit, but getting dressed in like something that looks like an outfit is uh, one of those instantaneous mood boosters for a lot of people. The other way you can go is to upgrade your pajamas. (laughs) You can get really nice pajamas and wear really good pajamas all day and work in your pajamas and good pajamas feel good. But don't you think that well, if we sleep in those clothes, we're going to feel kind of sluggish. Like they say, you shouldn't do any work in your bed because your bed should be for uh, for sleeping. And if we're wearing the same clothes that we wore to bed, even as nice as they are, is that going to impact our mood? The interesting thing about that and kind of where that comes from is the idea of having different spaces for different things so that we can mentally connect what we're doing with the place that we're in. It's why so many of us at the beginning of the pandemic, if you were used to getting on the subway and going to work and getting your coffee and suddenly you have to work from home and your whole morning routine is different, um, your productivity can decrease. But that is true for a lot of people and it's not true for a number of people. So It's really about what type of person are you? So you talked about like you couldn't be the student who goes to school like in your not pajamas, but sweatpants, like you just wouldn't feel right and it wouldn't feel good. And so it sounds like you're the type of person who would definitely not stay in pajamas all day. Like you need to get dressed and you need to feel good and you do your hair and put on accessories and like get into the whole groove of it. Some people that doesn't work for them, that they you can for a whole myriad of reasons, that's not an option. So it's really about finding what works for you and then doing it, ultimately. What goes into my next question about all the rules we have set up when it comes to fashion and what we should wear, how we should wear it, what what body shapes can wear what, should you wear white after Labor Day? There's so many (laughs) rules when it comes to fashion that Some people literally feel paralyzed, right? Like they don't know what to put on. So putting on pajamas is the easiest thing to do. So I know you work with people in this uh, for this issue. And so can you talk a a little bit about how you help people uh, when it comes to figuring out what the rules are and what works for them? Yeah, the the funny thing about clothing and fashion is that there are so many rules and ultimately there are no rules. It's both at the exact same time. 
so I like to talk about finding the rules or the guidelines or the rules of thumb that work for you. It's also helpful to think about a lot of the rules that we've been taught or that we have accepted are intended to, especially for women and female-shaped bodies, make your body look more feminine or more hourglass or more like an ideal. And if that's not what you want your body to look like, then you don't need to follow any of those rules because the rule is intended to make your body look a way that you don't want your body to look. It's about first identifying how you want to feel and how you want to look in your clothes and then finding rules will work together to find rules and guidelines to help you achieve that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I know that with the pandemic, a lot of people haven't really even been buying clothes because, well, it's better to just live in your pajamas, right? So <laughs> now that things are opening up a little bit and people are able to go to work and go go back to school, people are wanting to invest in clothes. But sometimes the clothing industry can be ridiculous when it comes to prices, right? Mm -hmm. And you said that certain garments, when they're really good quality, can make you feel good. How can people feel good and still not blow their whole budget on a wardrobe? One of the keys to doing that is to acquire your wardrobe over time and to really intentionally budget for it. So how, where does clothing fit into your budget and how do you plan for those clothing purchases? Um, the more in advance you can plan budget-wise for clothing, the more you can be on the lookout for really good deals or really good sales or if someone's getting rid of something or you hop into a thrift shop if that's an option where you are right now. <laughs> I don't know. It lets you build a higher quality wardrobe than you could necessarily afford to buy all at once. So spacing your purchases out, being intentional at, about what you buy, buying things that you can wear with items you already have. So buying a jacket that works with a number of skirts and a number of blouses so that you don't also have to buy the skirts, blouses, dresses, pants to go with that jacket at the same time. So, so slowly building up our wardrobe mm -hmm. and uh, picking pieces that are classic, I guess, not trendy that you can wear for many, many years, good quality. And some of it can be through vintage stores or resale shops. Uh, I know that right now the millennials are not the millennials, but Generation Z, I Gen guess, Z? Yeah. <laughs> Z, um, are really making uh, recycling clothing and buying and thrifting a really big thing. And um, which saves the planet, which helps reduce the cost of um, just the amount of used clothing that ends up in landfill. So I think that's a good thing. And, and then reducing the whole fast fashion thing, right? Because a lot of people are buying so much because clothing has become so cheap. Mm -hmm. And then they don't they get overwhelmed with what to do. So do you also help them with like, uh, figuring out outfits and Absolutely. just reducing yeah. that overwhelm of putting an outfit together and then decluttering your closet. Yes, yes. It, decluttering is a huge thing. And we can get so in our heads about decluttering of like the sunk cost and oh, but what if or I wore this to that one thing and I really liked it, but I've never worn it again. Do I keep it? Do I get rid of it? 
there's a lot of, I like to say that we have a lot of skeletons in our closet and that that's kind of a cliche metaphor for a reason. Uh, there's a lot that we tuck away in the back of our, our closets that we don't really want to deal with. And that's where a lot of the overwhelm, both for decluttering and for getting dressed comes from. And if that's something you're struggling with, start by pulling out the clothes that you do wear regularly and see what's left and then tackle that as as kind of two separate wardrobes almost. The stuff you wear and the stuff that you feel like you should or maybe want to, but don't for whatever reason. How do you feel about office uniforms like um, Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs and a lot of these tech billionaires, right? They have a uniform, a t-shirt, very simple, simplified. And if you go to their closet, they have like 20 black t-shirts and 20 black pants, right? And it's the same thing that they keep wearing. Will that help somebody be more productive if it's easier for them to just go to a go-to uniform for work? I'm not talking about like scrubs or an ugly uniform. It just could be a white shirt with a black blazer and black pants. What, what do you say about that? And just is, does that help mentally feel more focused, be more productive? And what is the reason you think that these tech billionaires go for that very simplified look? One of the reasons they go for that simplified look is kind of personal branding, and they're mostly men. So they don't take that social hit of being seen in the same garments again and again and again. The pros of kind of a uniform like that is it vastly reduces your decision fatigue. Like you don't have to think at all about anything getting dressed in the morning. You know what you're going to wear. It was what you wore yesterday. It's what you're going to wear tomorrow. That's one entire decision or many decisions that you don't have to think about in the morning. The con of that is when we get into clothing as self-expression. In a way, a uniform is very much self-expression through clothing. And in another way, it's very limited in the self-expression of clothing. Again, there are kind of types of people who don't want to think about what they're wearing in the morning. And there are types of people who love to put together outfits. And a really nice medium is kind of go-to outfit recipes. So like one of, or like a kind of how you would put together a capsule wardrobe of like these jackets work with these blouses, work with these skirts. If I don't want to think about it, that's what I'll go grab. And there's no decision fatigue because I've already figured that out. But on days when you do want to think about it, you do want to put an outfit together, you want to have that fun in the morning, then you can play around and put together another outfit type. How important are accessories for making an outfit and improving it? Like, do you share that with your the people you coach as well about how to make a regular outfit and make it pop and self-express yourself through accessories and not necessarily clothes? Yeah. Uh, the first thing about accessories is their physicality. Uh, so if you're an accessory person, you really like them. And if you're not an accessory person, then they just get tangled in your hair and you lose your earrings or you lose a bracelet somewhere. And so if you're not an accessory person, then you can kind of play with your outfits through the clothes themselves. But if you're an accessory kind of person, then you can have even more of a uniform and just throw a statement necklace on. You can have 
even more basics or more classics and change up your accessories more seasonally or more trendy. That sounds good. Um, so what, tell me a little bit about your work with the people that uh, you you coach. How much of it is related to mental health and just feeling more excited and energized or f- boosting their mood through their clothes? A lot of it related to mental health is really about letting go of stories you've accumulated about clothing. Um, a, one huge through line that comes up is I'm not allowed to wear that because I'm not allowed to wear that because it's too sexy or because I have large hips or because I have a large chest or because I'm an apple shape or because I don't have curves or because I'm too tall or because I'm too short or because, because, because a lot of things that people say to us about our clothes kind of get stuck in the back of our heads and come up in the most inopportune moments. (laughs) Um, And so a lot of the mental health related kind of adjacent work I do is, is about letting go of those stories and is about noticing when they come up and taking your power back from them, really. There are a lot of um, confusing messages that the magazines put out every year. And the fashion industry does that so that we continue to buy different types of clothing, right? Mm-hmm. We're not realizing that we're being manipulated. And then, of course, the models and the magazines are so airbrushed and photoshopped that we can never see ourselves looking like that in, in certain clothes. But like you're saying, just forget about the rules. Just find things that make you feel good and wear that regardless of whether it's in style, whether it's trending, whether um, whatever the rules are, just when you're mm-hmm. feeling good and whatever you wear, then you're freeing yourself from those labels and those rules. Absolutely. Yeah. And not just magazines or these days, Instagram or online or blogs. It's also like family stuff. It's what our friends tell us about ourselves. There's a lot wrapped up in our clothing that we often don't realize until we start digging around. You know, the beginning of this year, the whole thing came about how a gener- Gen Z's versus um, Generation X, I guess. I don't know about these, all these generations. but um, the side <laughs> I never part, understand you know, generations either. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't get them. But the whole side part issue and skinny jeans. And basically, if you have a side part and you're wearing skinny jeans, you're a mom. And that's supposed to be a bad thing. When a lot of moms came back and they're like, we're keeping my side part. And I'm going to wear my, my skinny jeans if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can also be from other generations where you start feeling really bad about what you're wearing. Absolutely. And, and that gets into the whole, it's all wrapped up in aging. And what does it mean to be someone growing older? And you're always the oldest you've ever been. So how do you know what, where it's going or what? And there's a lot in there also about like no longer being the kind of hot young thing or like the, like there's a new generation who is, you are no longer trendy because there is a new generation that is trendy. Right. And that's going to always be the case. You're, right. There's always going to be somebody younger, prettier, thinner, and more fashionable than you. Mm-hmm. And you can't w- sit around and compare yourself to them. You just have to be you and focus on what looks good on you and focus on what makes you feel good. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So anything else you'd like to share about when it comes to fashion and mental health? Yeah, the kind of one of the biggest things, and if I can impart only one thing, it's that um, often when we put 
clothes on that don't look good or they don't look like they did on the model or the mannequin or even a friend or a family member, we often go into the story of that means that we're wrong when really it's just a piece of clothing. And if the clothes don't fit us, it means that it's not the right piece of clothing. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you or your body or your style. It's it's a garment and you can just get another one. Well, that leads me into sizing and sizing is very arbitrary. Uh, a size eight that used to be eight, now it might be a six. And so all of a sudden you can't wear it or you feel like the certain size doesn't fit you and everybody should be a zero when zero what didn't even exist, you know, before. Yes. Um, that can also create a make us feel really bad when it really you can have two size eights or two size sixes mm-hmm. and they can fit completely differently depending on how they're made. Yes, absolutely. And no one knows what the size the label says is except for you. Like no one's looking in your waistband for your clothing measurements. Right. Right. And sometimes buying a little bit bigger doesn't mean that you've gained weight necessarily. It's just that's how that item was made and that fits better. So that just also frees us so that we're not stuck on I have to be a certain size. Size Mm -hmm. is just it's just a number. It doesn't really mean much. Yeah. And and each brand has their own sizing guidelines. Mm -hmm. So there's there's no such thing as universal sizing or a consistency in in clothing sizes. So if brand A, you're like a six, if brand B, you're a 16 or whatever, however it works out, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Exactly. It's all, it doesn't even matter. Just find one, something that fits the right way for you. And then you can Mm -hmm. always tailor things, maybe get something bigger and then tailor it to the size just to make yourself feel better, but not get so caught up mentally and emotionally about a size uh, of a of a garment that they just based it on some random shape and then you're expected to fit into it. Yeah. And the bonus of that is that each brand has their own fit models. So if you have a brand that fits you really well, keep shopping that brand, at least until right. they change their fit model. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that leads me into my next question, which is, now that you know all this stuff about style and fashion, you've been working with people, what advice would you have for your younger self about um, just fashion and dressing for success? I think I would tell myself to let my style evolve more freely. Um, there were a handful of times in my life where I like got very into specific styles. And and when it when it started to not feel right, I was like, but that's not my style. And I, I wish I had taken more, been more playful with my style in those moments and, and not waited as long to change it. Good advice. So where, where can people find you and connect with you if they wanted to learn more about you? Absolutely. Um, so the best place to find all of the links and freebies, podcasts, blog posts, all of that jazz is at whowhoo.com. Um, I have a podcast called Talking About Clothes with Holly Shades, which you can find on any podcast app or uh, com forward slash podcast. And so that'll take you to all the other various places where you can find me. Well, thank you so much for joining me and having this conversation. I think it's an important one because right now as we're getting back out there and trying to get more clothes, we might have gained a couple of pounds from Mm -hmm. being at home. And so I think having this discussion is is important and for us to not to beat ourselves up and feel bad because we're not a certain size, we're not a certain shape. 
And so thank you for having this discussion with me. Thanks for having me. It was great. Research shows that if we dress the way we want to feel, we can increase our ability to act and feel accordingly. Also, the way you look can influence how people respond to you, which can support your overall positive self-image. If you're enjoying the Mental Health Break podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll always know when there's a new episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a review or a five-star rating since that'll help others find the podcast. I can't wait to see you here next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.